Well, best of Belfasters, what's the crack? Some very exciting quick news to share before we get into today's episode. I actually started the Best of Belfast page almost two years ago to the day. And back then, I had no clue what direction it was going to go. And really, as you know, simply just wanted to make something that celebrated Belfast and showed off its best bits. Since then, we've done meetups, events, speaking gigs, and created this lovely podcast with over 33 episodes, interviewing some of the most incredible people who call Northern Ireland home. As some of you know, we've been working out of the Barclays Eagle Labs in Ormo Baths for about six months. And today we are really excited to announce that we've just entered into a partnership with them. This opportunity, it gives us a place to call home and dig our roots down into with a recording studio in the baths itself, along with financial support from Barclays to help cover the costs of running the show and help it grow. I always like to be transparent with you guys about the behind the scenes of the show, just to keep you in the loop. And honestly, man, I am so, so chuffed for us to be taking this massive step for the future of the podcast. The show will continue to run like it always has, with new episodes coming to you every Monday morning. Thank you very, 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 very much for all your support. And there's more. Yes, there's even more. There's a lot of exciting news and opportunities to come your way very soon. But for now, let's get into today's episode. Rachel Snowden is a speciality coffee pro who's been working in cafes around Northern Ireland since she was 17. After getting a degree in psychology and working in the corporate world, Rachel decided to return to her roots and her passion, which is making coffee. Since then, she's entered into several coffee competitions, managed several cafes, and even found the time to dream and scheme about opening up her own someday. I actually met Rachel when she was managing the Root and Branch in Ormo Baths and have always wanted to share her story with you. And really, I don't think there's any better time to do it than right now. So, without further ado, please welcome to your ears, speciality coffee pro, Rachel Snowden. I think it's very funny to like ask a barista. Would you say you're a barista? Is that? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Very I, much I always so. think it's funny. Like, what is a barista's <laughs> favorite coffee? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always one of those questions people are like, oh, it's like, you know, such and such, or something really obscure. But at the end of the day, I do really like my filter coffees. Yeah. So this is coffee number two, which is a nice little uh, Kenyan filter. Thanks, Town Square. So. Unreal. And how mm-hmm. much do you usually drink a day? That's a good question. Customers ask it all the time. And you always sort of say, you know, how much can you tolerate before you start getting <laughs> the jitters? So um, oh, I would say like three cups of coffee a day, but then... It never really is that. Yeah. When you're working on coffee, you're constantly trying different things and tasting coffee throughout the day. So before you know it, three turns into like 23. <laughs> and when do you know that you've had too much? Like, what's your kind of cutoff point? When you start to feel the shakes. Really? It's legitimately yeah. that far? <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. That's class. So I am like, I'm so, so chuffed that you came and met me today. Amazing. Literally. I'm so excited to be um, here. I'm really, this really excited awesome. because this is the first ever episode in the new recording studio. Ooh. So we've just partnered up fancy. with Barclays Eagle Labs <laughs> Ormo Baths. Good old Ormo Baths. This is our space. Good old Ormo Baths. Good old Ormo Baths. So it's a fresh start for both of us, which is very much, yeah. I'm very excited yep. for this. And I think it's yep. going to be a good one. So Amazing. Are you ready just to jump in? Let's do it. Are you ready just to jump in? Just to jump in. All right. Jump in. Rachel Snowden, Amazing. welcome to Best of Belfast. Thank you for having me. Honestly, really excited. <laughs> it's a real pleasure. And so before I kind of, I've lots of things I want to talk about, lots of things I want to say, but before we do that, yep. you have to start with a staple question. Okay. The staple question is, 
if you were to walk into an elevator <laughs> and Liam Neeson was there, how would you introduce yourself? That's it. Amazing. I knew that question was going to come up. Good. From listening to the podcast. You're prepared. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's such a good question, but it's a difficult one because like, first of all, I'd probably end up making some sort of small talk in that awkward sort of small space. What, is your, what, what does small um, talk with Liam Neeson look like? How's your day going? <laughs> <laughs> What's the latest film? Spend any movie recommendations? Um, if I was to introduce myself, um, I would just tell them a bit about what I've been doing. Tell them my name, what I'm doing. I've been working in specialty coffee in Northern Ireland probably for the last four and a half years or so. Um, and it's something I love doing day to day. And for me, it's not just a job, but it's definitely more of a career. Um, I think a lot of times in coffee... Some people are always like, oh, it's just a cafe job or it's just mm -hmm. that. So whether you, things for working in coffee shops, like there's so many different roles and sometimes people sort of think, oh, you know, the barista role is like the rock star role. That's what you do. And you make <laughs> coffees and smash it all day. It's not always as glamorous as people think it is. Um, and I always think in places I've worked, like everyone's always started at the bottom and worked their way through different roles. And no matter where you are in a shop, every single role is so crucial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes people don't really realize that. So whether you or a back of house, whether you're doing food prep or doing dishes or you're cleaning floors or whatever, like everything plays a massive part Absolutely. in bringing together what a cafe is. Yeah. And I mean, then there's also just the fact that hospitality is just a really hard graft. It can be tricky. <laughs> and it's yep. on social hours yep. and it's yep. tough. And Early you're mornings. dealing with the lovely yep. members of the public who yep. are sometimes lovely and sometimes they're not as lovely I've as they could be. very fortunate. Yeah? Yep. Very fortunate. Um, I think that's one of the things I love about my job is the people you meet along the way. Yeah. Um, and customers just don't become customers they almost become friends in a way so that's cool I suppose, get, um, especially if you get locals and stuff going yeah yeah so you kind of build, like, regulars. build up yeah regulars um, friendships you get to know people by name like obviously people know what coffee you have every day but um, it's nice because sometimes like someone will come in first thing in the morning and it kind of makes your morning sometimes too yeah. and then you may be asking someone you know oh how'd your job interview go yesterday oh how'd the kids get on their first day of school Um oh, how did that dinner go last night you were cooking for your wife? Two different things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just become so much more personable. So yeah. that's the things I love about it. So I'm going to just go ahead. Like go for I it. interviewed Bill Woolsey a few episodes ago. Okay. The guy who owns The Merchant yeah. and all that sort of yeah. empire. And he mm -hmm. had this quote and it literally rocked my... I literally... I'm such a saddo after I listened to it. I wrote <laughs> it down and I can't stop thinking about it, right? But it's changed my perspective on hospitality. My first job was in hospitality, like a lot of people. Okay. And he, but he says something like, there's a paraphrase, but like hospitality, I asked him, sorry, I asked him a question like, why is hospitality so important to you? And he said, mm -hmm. hospitality sets the stage for people to live their lives. Oh, I like that. And just what you were talking like just there now, <laughs> like, you know, you're, you're creating a space for people to come yeah. in in the mornings and yeah. it's really exciting. So yeah. where do we start? Today's episode's all about fresh starts. Okay. New year. Um, new year. New, new year, year. New year. year. <laughs> come on. <laughs> And a lot of people always ask me, Matthew, like, are you, like, do you know everyone that you interview? You yeah. know, my like friends found me like, you know, do you know them well? Like, do you get to know them before? Yeah. And I'm like, well, usually, no, I don't mm -hmm. know them at all. And so how do we know each other? Let's kind of bring people okay, let's in go on the loop. So I, for the last year and a half, I've been working um, managing the cafe at our mobiles, thanks to the guys at Root and Branch. And then through that, obviously, got to meet everybody next door at the Baz. The Baz is amazing. If no one knows what it is, it's amazing startup space for young people and like local entrepreneurs to try and get off the ground. Um, and then obviously got to meet those people starting up their own companies, got to meet yourself, got to find out more about podcasts. You'd obviously done the work with Young Enterprise recently, which I'd done a little, 
little, little speech on, on the spot and I was like oh I hate hearing this sound of my own voice back um so yeah that's right that's, this is not this, you're just not the first time you've been on a podcast <laughs> no so this is quite exciting yeah this is number two so I'm also looking forward to this because we don't really know each other let's mm-hmm. be real you know I would go yeah. in and get a coffee or get yeah. a cup of tea and there'd be good crack always yeah. plenty of chat coming from your way so this is the first time we've ever actually sat, sat down, down and room. had a proper yeah. conversation so yeah. this is cool this is really cool how did you get into coffee? Good question. Um, this is what I was thinking about. Uh, I think for me, it's really sad if I kind of blame 90 sitcom friends. Not <laughs> at all. Please go down that rabbit so hole. Think, <laughs> sort of being like 14 and being back in school and stuff. Like obviously I loved watching that TV show and there's this whole idea of like these group of friends coming together in this cafe, which pretty much was like the focal point of pretty much every episode mm-hmm. um and for me meeting friends in town on Saturdays when you were younger you maybe went to cafes and different things sat down at the time though gonna be honest I didn't like coffee ah. is, that, <laughs> is that really bad to say that now? maybe um, how old were you and if you didn't like coffee I think that's probably maybe 14 to 15 when I had my first cup of coffee gotcha. um my friends will probably laugh at this because I think at the time I was maybe studying for GCSEs or whatever in school and I was like just gonna pop out and get coffee and <laughs> my friends like turns like what do you like what are you talking where like what what and yeah. I'd be like no let's get coffee and they're like it's funny you drink coffee and I'm like I, I like coffee um and from it it's funny how your tastes change mm-hmm. over the case of years but um yeah for me coffee sort of started back when I was younger um I love this idea of cafes cafes are sort of seen as this sort of third place it's kind of like the place between home and work yeah like a, that's a good way to put it yeah it's sort of a social place for people to come whether it's with friends whether it's on your own you could have had a really terrible day and coffee is such an affordable luxury um and sort of like what two three pounds a cup of coffee chat with your barista hopefully makes your day and you want to send someone out on their way feeling a bit more uh, better about their day or after yeah. little chats but um 100%. yeah no so probably when i was younger it was definitely um that love of cafes that sort of came in and I always remember I think I remember saying to my mum at one point do you know if you're back in school and people are like, like what do you want to do and you know at the time I always remember in school saying like it was part of our yearbook and it was like in 10 years time I'll still be wondering what to do in 10 years time <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think I remember mum saying something about like I always wanted to do something with food or something along that line and she thought I wanted to be a chef and again anyone who knows me I'm probably not the best with culinary skills. Okay. Um, I have quite an obsession with cookbooks um, at the moment, which is quite embarrassing because it's kind of getting out of control. My friends are like, wait, you've ordered another book. Um, culinary skills have got better. So I love this idea That's of cool. coffee bringing people together, the whole sort of food, coffee thing. And yeah. it's just been a nice social place to go. Interesting. Really yeah. quick one. I'm sure the answer is yep. yes. Have you ever been to cur- Curated Kitchen? In I the have. Recorder? Yes, I know, Alan. I love curated, their yeah. cookbook shelf. And all their their menus and all, it's like it it references which cookbook they use. I thought that was crazy. Very, very cool. I've spoken to people about it before and I've said, you know, with a lot of places you get food and it's a one-off and you're like, oh, that was amazing. But what I love about Alan and the guys who curated is the transparency of, you like this food, this is the book you can get it from. You can sometimes have a lend of the book if it's there. Yeah, it's um, true. Yeah, so it's really nice. I like that. Awesome. So, okay, now back on to the train we were on. Yeah. Your mom said she thought you were always going to do something with food. Yeah. Even though you're not really a great chef, right? Yeah. Got so, better. <laughs> that's great. Progress. We're always Progress moving forward, good. Rachel. It's great. Yep. So why do you think she thought that? Oh, good question. Um, 
I think the time I remember like, I was in school studying home economics and it was always very sort of hands-on food thing. Um, I think I always love, and as more this year I've realized I love this idea of like hosting and you mm-hmm. know, I'm not actually, that's a really good question. I'm not really actually quite sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, why? Maybe because we... she knew I was quite enthusiastic about it at the time. Yeah. Um, and then my very, my very, very first job actually when I was 17 um, was working in Acosta. Um, so I got working in Costa, working out from barista to supervisor there. So that's my very first job at 17. And I suppose like any job, you learn everything mm-hmm. um, that sets the foundation. So in terms of like just working as a team, customer experience, but then like you're saying hospitality, it's a very customer focused role. So the skills that you learned from that. And I think when I was, so I was still probably in school at the time, I think she sort of saw that I had a love for this idea yeah. of cafes. Yeah. Yeah. So in your intro, you said something you you were very specific and you said that i have been working in speciality coffee Mm -hmm. for some time yep so break it down for us what you know speciality versus normal coffee yep um to me speciality coffee is kind of people sort of describe it sometimes as third wave coffee have you heard of this i've heard i'll be honest i've read it in books i've heard it and i have no clue what it means okay so pretty much it's kind of saying coffee not as a commodity but more as like an artisan thing and it focuses on quality so that's kind of what specialty coffee is and um, there's people called cute readers who score coffees and specialty coffee has to score a score of 80 out of 100 or more whoa it has yeah. to get a nice so star it has to be PCSEs. it has to get a nice star yeah coffee <laughs> has to get a nice star so that's kind of what specialty coffee what it is and then the role of the barista is then to try and sort of there's so much behind the scenes whether it comes to like the science of coffee and um, to try and keep that quality there so you want it to be you know excellent every time yeah yeah okay maybe you can help me understand something else as okay. well so when i was let's say 16 yeah. i was working as a bus boy yeah. in a restaurant mm-hmm. and you know 450 an hour mm-hmm. back in the good old days and people who had rules and hospitality from my limited 16 year old perspective yeah. they had just okay jobs and then, and then as i started to grow up and particularly in recent years i feel like you know i moved to manhattan and i was living mm-hmm. in new york city and for some, I was surprised, but also really intrigued because the baristas of the world were almost held up as like <laughs> these cultural icons. You know what I mean? Like it's somewhere along yeah. like my my journey of growing up, like everyone switched from like worshiping footballers to worshiping okay. like people who make, make like coffee really good coffee. coffee. Yeah. So what can you maybe like help me understand yeah. what this whole cultural shift and this whole cultural attitude has? How, how it's got to where we are today. Where it is. Yeah. Um, it's like you're saying, like how you make an amazing cup of coffee. Um, it almost comes down to science. It's kind of like food. So with food, you have a recipe, right? So you want to be able to follow a recipe and replicate it each time. So as a barista, you want to be able to take a coffee bean, create a recipe and produce that to an excellent consistency each time. Um, so there's so many things that affect it. So whether it's your grind consistency, how much coffee you use, extraction time, water quality, water temperature. There's yeah, so many, yeah. There's so many bits and pieces to it. <laughs> it's like a science. It is like a science. But um, yeah, as a barista, I think coffee's sort of become, like I said, it's an affordable luxury and people take that as time of their day. I think that role as a barista isn't just really about coffee. I think like you said, with hospitality, it's hosting as well. I always mm. said like this idea of like building relationships and having that relationship with someone. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked what you said earlier on about how 
like it was such an affordable luxury mm-hmm. coffee mm-hmm. as in like, like you said you can go in you can pay two three quid yeah and boy what you can get for that two three quid is amazing yeah you can have great chat with the person who made your coffee yeah. they can keep you company if you're lonely yeah i whenever i was just starting up my businesses you know i was working at a coffee shop so it was yeah. very very affordable mm-hmm. desk space let's yeah. be real the, one of the most <laughs> affordable desk space in the world and it gave me community it yep. gave you a beautiful environment that could help you work better and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And so it is amazing. Talk to me a wee bit about the local Belfast coffee scene. Coffee scene. So obviously okay. there's a lot going on, but yeah. when did you start to really throw yourself into that? I started, it was probably, so there's three places I've worked in specialty coffee so far. Um, and I all started back in 2014 uh, in Established. Um, so thanks to Mark and Brigitte, they gave me a job there. And for me, that kind of was a whole new perspective in the coffee world. Um, again, like I said, there's so many things you don't know about coffee <laughs> and so much to learn. And even now, there's still so much to learn. Um, yeah, I thanks, grew up making like Nescaf and Mellow Bird. Nescaf and Goldland. Um, <laughs> for my grannies, that was my experience with coffee. Yeah, <laughs> but it was great because I feel like with them, they kind of were one of the first ones in Belfast to really set the scene. And like I said, with this idea of therapeutic coffee, it was sort of pushing it towards more focusing on quality and sustainability. Um, so with them, I learned so much and I feel I'm really grateful for them because I feel like that really set the bar for what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, it was great that year I was there. I managed to actually enter the Northern Ireland Aeropress competition, Unreal. which was the first year of it, which is in 2015. Um, I'd never entered a competition before. Um, and uh, ever? Like any not competition? In, not in coffee. <laughs> okay. So the nice thing, anyone who has listened to this and works in coffee will know about the Aeropress competition. And it's one of those ones where it's kind of like, it's not taken seriously, but everyone takes it really seriously. Um, but it's a very fun competition. And I always say, you know, you can enter it whether you work in a coffee shop, whether you don't work in a coffee shop. Um, and it's just a fun way to sort of get up there and just do it. Yeah, cool. Um, so I was really thankful that I managed to do that. I actually came third that year, um, which I didn't expect, which is really good Not fun. bad for your first year, eh? Not bad for first year. Come on. Sometimes you kind of feel like you're winging it. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> But I'm like, okay, I was happy with it. It tasted good. So yeah, it paid off in the end. So yeah, I was an established and that was like one of the first places I'd worked. And then it was funny because at the time, like you said, with jobs, sometimes you don't know what you're doing. And in between um, established and where I worked next, I actually had a job, I think, because I was out of uni a couple of years and I dabbled in a couple of different things. I worked in education and different things. And What did you study? Just curious. Psychology. Interesting. Psychology. So for me, there was always sort of two avenues. I wanted to go down educational psychology, which I did do for about three years. Um, and then, or either more this idea of like this consumer business sort of focus but again this love of cafes kind of channeled in with that um so at one point i was at uni for a few years and i was like i need to get a graduate job you know everyone's getting these like graduate jobs and going off and doing this i need to work for pwc yeah (laughs) for me i was like right i'm gonna give it a go and i did and i was working um in an office for a while and i never worked in an office before and it was it was great but it wasn't for me and i was like no i need i need to get back into the coffee game i think I don't know whether I love the early morning starts or the chats with people or yeah. just the whole coffee thing. And I was like, no, I want to get back at it again. And then I managed to get a job um, down in Haptic in Newton Arts. And I was given, offered a position there of head barista because obviously I had a couple of years with Costa and established. And so I got to go um, there and I've worked in Haptic for about two years. And for me, that was like a real turning point to make me realize this is genuinely what I love doing. Amazing. Um, I don't know if you know, have you been there before? Yeah, so a, a, a quick okay. little plug to the listeners. Yeah. 
here's a great date for you okay go to newton hours yeah go to scrabo tower Classic. and then go to haptic so boom there we go <laughs> yeah but no um haptic was amazing um obviously it gave me the opportunity to really take the lead in the coffee front and for me like quite often when you work in coffee people think you know the answers to everything and i'm always really open and honest and it's like i have learned a lot along the way but with specialty coffee things are always changing and you're mm. always learning new new things new skills there's always so many different things going on whether it's technology behind coffee or things that are coming up in different regions or different processing methods um yeah so, i remember having my head absolutely blown by yeah. ben from root and branch yeah. i was just in one day and i asked i asked like a question like um yeah like do you have any coffee that's like doesn't have a lot of caffeine in it and then he started going into like altitudes and like yes. how high everything was and i was just like oh my word this is crazy i learned something new today <laughs> <laughs> but um no it was great there because i think like i sort of got to sort of hold sort of front on the coffee side of things and it sort of encouraged me to go to I went over to like London for a couple of the different um coffee exhibitions and conferences like London coffee festivals every year and it's a really really fun festival to go to and like that's awesome. the first time I've ever been and I got to like go around and chat to new roasters and make new like you know networks to different people and it was really really good fun and I think working as a team there as well um it was like a real wee family and I loved it and there's me and another girl who worked there she's now actually gone she's working out in New Zealand at the moment and um, she had never done anything with coffee before. And this was all new to her. And it was her enthusiasm for it yeah. that really kept me going. So I was like, you know, teaching her things that I knew. But mm-hmm. I think little did she realize was that her enthusiasm and her eagerness to learn new things kept me going too. That's awesome. And I love that about a team. Whenever you sort of come together and you're also like playing off each other on different like skills and strengths. Yeah, and whether yeah. it's front of house, back of house. And Obviously, it, like Haptic now is very focused on food as well as coffee, and there's such a good team there, front house and back house. But um, no, it was amazing actually working there. Um, and at the time when I was working there, um, my other half he actually went to go work in London for a year, and loads of people were like, "Oh, there's so many cool coffee shops in London. You're not going to go to London." <laughs> and I suppose part of me was always like, "Oh, there is so many cool coffee shops in London." Yeah. But I love where I was, and like going back to the original question you were saying about like Belfast and the coffee scene there was something really exciting happening I think yeah, in Belfast yeah. at the time with cafes and I wanted to be a part of that mm. um so I stayed where I was and I really really enjoyed my job and then obviously got to know you guys here was through Root and Branch um and thanks to Ben and Simon they then gave me the opportunity to kind of actually take the lead on a shop yeah which was very exciting and I'd never done anything like that before wow. um so I'm really grateful for them for the opportunity they gave me to manage normal Yeah, because like, this was like you were running the ship. That's what it seemed like. You know what I mean? Like managing it. It was fun. You yeah. were in a lot of the early mornings, and it was just yeah. like this was this was your zone. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really good. So it started off like me and Ben were working down there quite a lot, and I learned a lot from him. Because obviously, like him and Simon both set up the business, and Simon focused more on like the roasting side of things. Ben was sort of more focused on the business. Um, getting to work sort of one to one with him taught me so much about more sort of taking that st- step further into coffee shops as a business as opposed to a role of a barista yeah and sort of looking at the bigger picture so you know i learned a lot when it came to things like you know managing like i've never managed like managing people like being responsible <laughs> for that being responsible for like the shop and sales staffing like loads of different things like that and i'm really thankful to the guys for that experience and like with them where they stand i think um in the belfast coffee scene like for them they focus on sustainability. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're aware of that. Like for them, that's kind of the heart 
of their business like they keep like ben always talked about triple bottom line of people planet and profit nice he'll probably laugh at me mentioning this um <laughs> the vision was well cast ben well done <laughs> um so like it has to be people focused it has to be profitable and it has to be sustainable yeah and um, so for them like there's so many little things they do like whether you come in all the cups lids napkins any takeaway stuff is all fully compostable um and i love that about it and they sort of have this ethos of keeping things local and I know at the moment like they're going from strength to strength they've just expanded a cafe up the road they've got yeah. roastery now out of Portview um, and with the focus on food they wanted to try and keep things local and they were working really closely with Helen's Bay um, and they do a lot of work with them and that's where you get a lot of the food from we actually yeah. managed to get down one night to check out the farm oh, and cool. it was incredible it sort of it really makes you appreciate what's on your plate mm. Do you know, it's easy. It's really easy to take things for granted, but when you sort of get to see where things come from, um, it does definitely really make you appreciate it. Um, again, like thanks to them, I actually managed to compete in my very well, my very first official competition, which was equally exciting and terrifying. Okay, at the same time. what was the competition? So I last year competed in the Irish Barista Championship nice. down in Dublin which was exciting. I had never done it before. Um, I was quite terrified because I don't know if you know about it, but you have to get up, you have to present, you have 15 minutes and you have to produce 12 drinks. Um, four milky drinks, four espresso drinks and four signature drinks. <laughs> so your signature drinks is the one where you really can kind of put your own spin on it. And I feel that was a bit for me where I wasn't really sure what I was doing. And so like, I mean, what is next signature drink? What does that mean? So... You can kind of create, you have to use your espresso in it. Okay. Um, and you have to sort of develop different things. So from those different flavor notes, what can you do to make this into a slightly more fancier drink? Yeah. Um, but I suppose in a way, kind of like a cocktail, but you're not allowed to use alcohol. Okay. So, so no espresso martinis. No espresso okay. martinis. Uh, unfortunately not. Um, but I think the experience of the competition for me, um, the guys had gave me, which was probably one of my favorite coffees I've had. It was coffee from Ethiopia called Jeromina. We had it in the shop for a while, actually last year. Um, and the reason I picked that coffee was I wanted the whole, so you have to present for 15 minutes and you have to sort of come up with the story. And for me, the story I wanted to try and get across was this idea of journeys. Um, so whether it was the coffee journey or my own personal journey. So like I've said, there's been a couple of places I've sort of, came from and realized different things along the way um so this idea of a journey so ethiopia is sort of said to be the birthplace of coffee mm. yep cool um, and the coffee i wanted to use obviously like at the time like the farm that it was produced on had a perfect ideal climate but for some reason they were producing low quality coffee um and this is where i went back to the idea of sustainability where it's important to invest in the farmers yeah um and they did have investment and then they went on in 2012 and that coffee won first place in the african wow. cup of harvest um and scored a really good score of 90 plus so i was referring back Whoa, to what makes special a coffee star special. star like, yeah so it was it done really well so um it was really exciting using that coffee and i managed to put together a whole thing for a journey and it was great but like i said it was equally terrifying at the same yeah. time doing it so what um, was your signature drink oh what did I do? I ended up doing it in the end where I tried to pick the three flavor notes and put it together and I used I used a cream canister to nitro charge things to what? give it this sort of fancy thing on the top of it. Um, that honestly was the bit where I think if I do it again, I would need to work on it because mm. I, I didn't have any training um, officially to do it. So I was kind of, 
I learned so much along the way. I think wow. that was probably one of the biggest challenges I'd done was that. Um, at the time, outside of work, I had so many other things going on and you know, the competition was there and the guys were backing me for it, which is amazing. And there's so many times I was like, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't yeah. do it. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and I think a lot of people have that in their head. Yeah. Because you have to get up and you to present and it's like, there's four sensory judges, two head judges, a shadow judge, um, and then... So it's like properly legit. Yeah, you have at the end, I think there was probably about eight people judging you, two cameramen, you're mic'd up. <laughs> And everyone else who's competed and who's in the industry is watching you. Um, and you're on Unreal. a screen. <laughs> Jeez Louise. So I think I, I was and sort of like... you were nervous about doing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's so many times, like, I was like, oh, I can't do it. Like, because when I, when I want to do something, I want to do it well. I'll, I'll give it 110%. Yeah. And at the time I was thinking, like... I need like certain teaspoons and I need certain this and that. It's kind of like the master chef of coffee where, you know, you're presented it and it has to look well and it has to taste great. And, you know, at the time, um, Matthew of our half was telling me like, you know, focus on like actually putting your routine together. Like the little things will all fall into place. Um, he was actually great help during that. I think he sort of kept me sane. Um, I think I probably drove him insane. <laughs> Just going over things constantly over and over again. Um, but I think one of the things that really made me stick to my guns was like, no, I have, I have to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, it's a learning experience. I wasn't doing it to win or get placed. So it's like the top six people get through. For me, I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'll learn so much along the way, which I did. Um, you develop good presentation skills as well. Don't let nerves get the better of you. Um, <laughs> and like I said, it was one of those things where... I learned so much and when I got up and done it, like getting up and actually doing it felt like winning. That's awesome. Well, it, it is a win. It did. Yeah. I think I, I definitely made mistakes along the way and there was a couple of things where like, oh, like that shouldn't happen or I should have done this. And with, I was saying you 15 minutes to do the 12 drinks and like, it's so precise. You have like a routine to like, you have to pick songs to do it with. And like when you rehearse your routine, there's so many times I'm like, right, okay, at this part of this song, I need to be setting this drink down here. My or goodness. at this part of the song, I need to be putting this coffee shot on. Um, it's like her, baby driver. Yeah, I remember <laughs> on, I remember on the day, um, I was in the middle of like doing a milk-based drink. I was steaming the milk and there was part of a song came on and I was like, oh, they've, they've skipped they've skipped a track. Oh, like no. what's happened, this, a song skipped. And then I realized I was like, no, no, I'm behind on time. I need no. to speed up and catch this up. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I need to get this in because if, so you have 15 minutes, if for every second you go over, you lose a point. You. If you get to 16 minutes, you're disqualified. So don't get disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> the game. Um, I think I ended up going like 36 seconds over, which was a fair bit. So that fairly had a knock on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but in the end, when I got my scores back, I was actually really pleased That's with great. what happened. So I think, I think at the end of the day, I came tenth. I think, which Unreal. for the first time, I think it's maybe like eighteen competitors. I think so. That to me felt like winning. Yeah, and I mean, like, and that's with thirty six deducted, right? Yeah. Fair play, dear. Yeah. So that was it. Yeah, I'm really, really glad that I done it. It's cool. Um, and I think as well, one of the reasons I wanted to do it as well was at the time I sort of realised there was only myself, and I think two other girls competing in it so there wasn't as many females yeah. competing yeah um i'm all sort of like yeah no we need to get more like women involved yeah, yeah, in yeah. it um and for me that was really one of the reasons why i wanted to 
stay put with it and be like no I'm just going to do it and I even remember on the day like some of the volunteers were like oh it's so nice to finally you know see a girl getting up and doing it and yeah. doing her thing and it was really good fun so it's cool so yeah thanks to the guys at Room Brands for that so experience so you, you had a lot you, lo- you had a lot going for you yeah and um on this whole topic of fresh starts yeah. okay in my life and probably same with everyone it's easy to make decisions whenever things are difficult right yeah but when things are good it yeah. can be really hard yeah. to to make a change yeah. right yeah so what has led you to now go down the road you're on now good question I know what you mean. I think a lot of times people are in jobs and they either get fed up or they get unhappy or annoyed about something they leave. I think for me, the changes in jobs have been due to opportunities coming up. Yeah, and you're sorry, just so I keep everything in the loop, I don't know if we said, you're back in haptic now. I'm back. Boom. Guess who's back? Back again. (laughs) Snowden's back. Snowden's back. (laughs) But not Um, Edward, it's Rich. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it was last week. I went back, so I'm now um, one of the girls I work with when I was there and um, today is actually her last day and I'm really sad about it because I loved her and she was really really good fun but she's heading off to Australia um, so it's, it's like a happy sad I'm really sad she's going um, but I'm really happy for her because there's so many adventures lie ahead for her um, but I'll be sort of taking over down there now looking after things and sort of managing stuff down there now um, but yeah back to your original question um, opportunities come up so at the time you know the th- like the three places the three cafes that I've worked in over the past couple of years have all been very different in their own way like you've been in established it's counter service you've been in in room branch it's a very much small where i was was very much small grab and go coffee bar and now i'm managing somewhere that's very much like sit down table service mm. so it's three very very yeah, different right. setups and funny i never would have even made that connection yeah cool yeah so three totally different opportunities um and I'm really grateful for each one that I've had because it's taught me something along the way. Yeah. And like you said, fresh starts and where I am now and what I'd love to do. I think anyone I've worked with sort of knows that I've always said I'd love the idea of doing my own thing someday. Mm. And I know we sp- we've spoken about that in the cafe. So actually, you, yeah. you actually jumped the gun. This is exactly... Oh, no. this exactly <laughs> no, no, but like right on time, this is exactly where we're going. Okay. Because uh, I, I just wanted to stop. I just want to say, yeah. because all this is very new information for yeah. me, like you're definitely someone who's always moving forward okay that's very interesting okay always moving forward and so like then i would say it's like i would just you know i feel like jumping on chamber like rachel you're an entrepreneur <laughs> you can do it i know you can do it come on come on come on so yeah what was the question i even had it was like so the, the way i was trying to go i so full disclosure to everybody listening this is how i was planning on teasing this out of rachel okay. the question was if money was no issue okay. what would you do okay so spill the beans what's the goal what's the dream i think it's nice that everyone has like their end goal and dream like i said when i was back in school i think i didn't know what i wanted to do and thanks to where i've been the last couple of years i think it's made me realize that i love what i'm doing like do a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life Boom. um but yeah everywhere i've been i've always sort of said i'd love to try and do my own thing um that's exciting and scary because like you said financially you need a lot of money to start anything up mm-hmm. um sometimes it's like you need the business knowledge you need the experience you need to know sort of ins and outs of the, like all the legal side of things too um with business side of things i actually for a few years had ran my own jewelry business when what? on the side yeah i done little bits and pieces um of jewelry 
Oh, and Rachel, you're the entrepreneurial. <laughs> it's in you, like so maybe, it's maybe, in maybe you. It was there you there's no escape now, like you. Um, See, so yeah, I done I done that for a few years. I had like stalls of Victoria Square and um, had stuff with Lindsay and Studio Music and awesome. done that for a while. Um, although I kind of had to give it up a while ago because obviously. I took on a lot of stuff at one point with managing places. Then I'd obviously bought an apartment and we were doing stuff and I knew Christmas was coming up and I was like, I can't commit to it. <laughs> and like I said, I don't want to do anything half-heartedly. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, maybe somewhere down the line I'll pick up on that again, do something creative with that. Cool. But yeah, I think from the business side of things, um, I think beginning to realize that you find something you love doing um, and you've got experience in it um, makes you sort of realize, you know, yeah, I could see myself doing this. Um, so yeah, if money wasn't an issue, somewhere down the line, it would be nice to do that. But I mean, there's different things. Like I know loads of people who have cafes now had that same goal and vision. And like, I think back to when I was established, I was working with Johnny Hickinson, who runs Middletown oh, Coffee cool. in Bellamina. Um, I know he, oh, Johnny's a great guy. I love Johnny. He's good fun. Um, but at the time I remember like he had this vision, he wanted to do something too. And I suppose me in a way when I was there, I looked up to him and really admired him for that. Yeah. And I remember like he talked about different things and he drew out the first sketches of his logo and different stuff like that. (laughs) You know, he found this love for coffee as well and this passion and he wanted to do his own thing too. But for him, he took on this idea of like a pop-up and he'd done a couple of pop-ups and different things along the way before he finally got his shop, which is doing really well. And I love going up there and stopping off for coffee at the weekends if I'm free. Um, So like when it comes to business, there's different ways sort of looking at it I think a lot of people kind of shut down that idea of it because they think oh, I can't afford to do it or mm. or like it's I think I said in the young and depressing it's that idea the fear of the unknown yeah yeah do you know a lot of people are like you know what are the biggest challenges if you open somewhere in the first six months like it's been aware of like if I open somewhere how many cups of coffee do you need to sell you yeah. know what if I don't sell a cup of coffee how many days have I got before I have to close the doors yeah, 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 yeah. um so I think a lot of people feel really intimidated by it mm-hmm. sometimes. Well, like from any business point of view, whether you're starting up doing whatever, um, I think it's really good. Like oh, always ask questions. Sometimes people come and ask me questions. They're like, oh, this is a really stupid question. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. There's no such thing <laughs> as a stupid question. I think I probably said because I love asking questions. <laughs> me too. <laughs> but um, like there's, there's different ways to approach it. I mean, if you have the knowledge and the enthusiasm and the passion to do it, you will find ways to do it. Sure. Um, whether it starts off as a pop-up and you start off doing something small, pop-ups are great because it kind of gives you almost like a trial run. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you've found like a new trend, you find something different and it's like, okay, where does this sit in the market? If I was to open somewhere tomorrow, is this something people want? Yeah. And pop-ups are a great way of doing that because it doesn't cost as much. You know, you don't have the overheads of cafes, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, or of buildings and staffing and yeah, it's a possibly a good way to try. Cool. So, so if I were to write you a check for a million pounds. Excellent, thanks. Um, <laughs> you're very, very welcome. Um, you know, that, old, that best of Belfast money is <laughs> really taken off. Um, what would, you know, what would you do with it? As in like, what would the ultimate, what does it look like in your head whenever you're lying in bed and you're thinking about it? If I was to open somewhere, um, okay, I have, I've got ideas. I've got ideas of different Top secret bits. though. Top, top secret. No um, worries. I get it. <laughs> if I don't want to do it, I have no ideas. Or even where, like, you know, is it Northern Ireland? Is it? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like I said, Belfast, I think is amazing. I've, I've always stayed in Belfast, like despite being inspired by some of the other places I've traveled to. Cool. Um, 
definitely Belfast. Belfast has a really, really lovely coffee scene, a really lovely coffee community. Um, there's so many new places opening and growing at the moment. Um, and it's a really nice place to be a part of. And it would be amazing to be a part of that someday. Um, but yeah, I think it would be nice to have somewhere physical. Yeah. Um, and like I said, start start small and see where it goes. Um, so someday maybe. Awesome. Someday. <laughs> You're going to do it. Although there's seven days in a week and someday isn't one of them. But I'm that's com- true. But I'm very confident. We, we can squeeze it in. I'm confident. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm confident that you, you're definitely going to do it. So switching gear yep. pretty much completely here. Yeah. Um, there's always a couple of wee questions I like to ask every single person. Okay. Um, because I think it's really interesting. So yep. th- this question is, and I always say to people, look, do with this whatever you want. You can go as deep or as shallow <laughs> as you feel comfortable doing. Really simply, what do you define as your greatest challenge? challenge that you've experienced in your life 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 that's a good question i feel like that's one of those interview questions you get asked in a job interview did they ask a job interviews what's been your biggest challenge um i think sometimes i think i'm speaking on behalf of probably a lot of people it's sometimes feeling confident enough i know listen to a couple of other podcasts you've done people always talk about this idea of like imposter syndrome and like when you're in a certain um like area of work sometimes like you know your your enthusiasm's there your passion's there you're like you're you work really hard for it and sometimes maybe you think like, you're expected to know everything um and i think sometimes that's quite a challenge in feeling that you are good enough at what you do yeah. and i know loads of people on other podcasts you've done have spoken about that yeah um and sometimes that can be a thing like you know i think it's really important to believe in yourself mm-hmm. and being confident in what you do and I think sometimes people find that as a big challenge. Yeah, big time. Yeah. You're right. It's universal. It hits all yeah. of us like. Uh, yeah. Even the, the real cocky hot shots of the world. Like, you know, everyone <laughs> has everyone has those days. So the flip side of that coin is what do you, you know, what's been your greatest success in your life so far? I think getting to where I am now. Um and that, like I said, the experience that I've had along the way, um, and I'm really thankful for everything I've learned along the way and everything I've been taught. And I don't think I could be where I am without those people I've worked with along the way. Mm-hmm. And something that I really admire in just this conversation yeah. is how often that you have actually just stopped to thank and you <laughs> knew the people who've you yeah. know helped you along the way. Yeah. And that's another reason why I think you're going to do great things and you're going to go far. So Teamwork. <laughs> this is very relevant for you. I assist everybody, but it's more relevant to you. If you could take anyone from Northern Ireland out for coffee. Oh, that's a really good question. Dead or alive, who would it be and why? Okay. And I would love to ask where you would take them, but I'm not sure if you can answer that. <laughs> Specific. <laughs> um, specifically from Northern Ireland. Like a sit down Yeah. Like an hour of their okay. time. There's a guy, um, I'm going to keep it really coffee-focused and cafe-focused here. Good. Um, there's a guy, a local guy who I actually heard him do a couple of talks at a couple of the coffee culture exhibitions and different things in London. Um, it's a guy called John Richardson. Um, he's from County Down. Um, he and this other guy, Hugh Martin, have wrote this amazing book. Um, they've actually a couple of books, and it's brilliant. If like you're really interested in the cafe scene or wanting to start a cafe, I highly recommend reading these books. Unreal. Um, 
I've listened to some of his talks and I've read things in his books and there's certain things I've read and I've been like, yes, that's amazing. Yes, that's amazing. I'm like, I'd, lo- I'd love to ask him more about that. Um, so seeing as we're keeping it locally, I'm like, he's local. I'd love to sit down and it'd be amazing to chat to him about all things cafes. Like he has had years of experience working with people, like setting things up and doing different things. And I think he would be a very inspiring person to chat to. Unreal. Man, there's people doing some class stuff, isn't yeah. there? Belfast is a good place to be. Oh, it's the best. It's the best place, place to be. Place to be. <laughs> Okay, so last question. Yeah. Is if you could take, hmm, what age did you say you were? You were 17 when you got a job in Costa, is that right? Yeah. 17 so if job. you could hop in a magical time machine <laughs> and show up at that Costa, you know, and see yourself working a shift and yeah. you're able to pull yourself to the side and, you know, sit down for an hour, what advice would you give yourself? What would you talk about? What would you say? What words of encouragement yeah. or wisdom would you share? I think advice in general for like anyone wanting to get involved in it, whether you're young, whether you're older and this is something you want to get involved in, like like I said, ask questions. <laughs> Do not be afraid to ask questions. Um, there's so many ways out there to get involved in coffee and cafes and like the best thing I could say is go get experience in a cafe and that might not be accessible for everyone and um, if it's not go talk to your barista people are happy to chat um, and give advice ask loads of questions and um, there's loads of people now who especially with specialty coffee will do a lot of home brewing um, so it's an amazing way to like get into the whole coffee thing and sort of develop your knowledge and experience there and um, there's different things as well like there's many books and blogs and things like Matt Perger runs a thing called Barista Hustle. It's an amazing blog. Um, and then cool name, Barista Hustle. Barista Hustle. Mm, love it. it. Sounds bad. It's mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's a couple of books as well. Like, you know, if you want to get into it, I'd recommend reading. Um, James Hoffman is sort of at the forefront for a lot of people wanting to start out in specialty coffee. He has a book, World Atlas of Coffee, and it kind of goes through everything. Because like I said, there's like, there's so much to it. And at the start, it can be quite daunting. And just... The thing, the piece of advice is just go for it. Just go for it. Find as much information about it. Ask as many questions. Get experience. Um, give it a go and be confident in what you do. I think it's really important to take opportunities as well. Um, definitely seize the moment and take any opportunities that come your way. Because like, there's been so many different things along the way. Whether it's been like competitions or training and different things like that, where I'm like, it's there. Just do it. Just see what happens. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. it doesn't work out, it's fine. Um, like I think for me this year, one of the things I'm looking at doing. Um, SCA, which is a Specialty Coffee Association, um, down south have like a thing open now for to call in for judges, for people to come and judge um, national competitions. And Unreal. That would be really, that for me would be probably the next thing or whether to get more into like barista training and stuff like that along the way. Um, so that would be my next challenge. And I think it's really important to set yourself opportunities and challenges and just go for it. And if it doesn't work out, you've learned so much along the way. <laughs> you always learn from mistakes as well. And I'm yeah. pretty sure I have made many of mistakes along the way. Um, and yeah, it's really important to just take that opportunity. Cool. Seize the moment. Seize the moment. <laughs> well, Rachel, thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. Really appreciate it. Thank you it. very much. It's been lovely to be here today. Have a great time. Thank appreciate you. Very much. you. Thanks very thank much. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> class stuff. Absolutely class. Rachel, thank you very much once again for coming on the show. And for all of you guys listening, thank you for listening. Seriously, really appreciate you spending time with us and making it through all the way to the end. And I'd just like to say, if you haven't listened to the show before, if it's your first time, you can subscribe to get shows delivered to you every single Monday morning featuring interviews just like this with someone really exciting 
who lives in Northern Ireland or calls Northern Ireland home. We're all about celebrating Northern Ireland. We're all about building it up. We're all about showing it off to the world and to the people who live here that maybe don't know that there's a lot of stuff going on. And so all you need to do to do that is wherever you're listening, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, other podcast app, you can click a subscribe button on there or you can go to bestofbelfast.org where you can see a photo of Rachel and links to how to contact her along with some other things we've been talking about today and an email newsletter so you can actually get these delivered straight into your inbox when the shows go live. That is it. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Matthew Thompson and until next Monday, all the very best. Cheers.